0: Welcome to the Officer Autumn Podcast, the only podcast designed specifically for female cops in mind. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I'm so excited to bring to you today's guest. I actually got to meet her in person. We got to hang out, have some drinks together. And and so I'm really excited to bring to you Miss Cindy Doyle. Cindy, can you please introduce yourself to everybody?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Cindy Doyle. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm also a Elio wife who my husband is now retired for almost a year now. Um, author of hold the line, uh, the book that is about protecting your law enforcement relationship that is not spouse specific. I'm very, I'm very proud of that, that it's for men, women, officers, and spouses. Um, and then I host the code for couples podcast. So part of why I do what I do is because I realized that there was some psychological conditioning, underpinning stuff going on that I had no idea that was going on in my relationship and dug into research about 13, 14 years in. And um, I just couldn't, I couldn't find what I needed. I wanted to find the why, like, why is this not working? Because as a counselor, I'm like i know how to do all the things right i know how to help other people's relationships but why the, why this why wasn't those why weren't those same things working in my relationship and so um that's where i found out so many things that happens and then spills over mm. into our relationships and so now i talk about uh mental and emotional health uh for law enforcement couples and officers so they can have connected and resilient relationships. That's my tagline at this point.
0: I love that. And Uh, I've read the book and love your book. Hold the line. We've talked about it. Uh, Cindy's actually came in. And you um, taught the Lady Sheepdog Club and they freaking loved you. And to me, Cindy is the Brene Brown of law enforcement. When you hear her talk for a minute, she just breaks it down so so beautifully. And I just I just really love that. And you happen to have trained under Brene as well, haven't you?
1: Yes, yes. So I'm a certified Daring Way facilitator, and I was one of the lucky few that she was there to, uh, be a part of the training and got to meet her and got to hear her speak and have met her many times and, uh, just learned her material as she says, gets it in my bones. Yes. So, cause like you have to eat kind of, I don't want to say eat, sleep, breathe, but it's like you live it right. And once you understand what she's talking about, as far as vulnerability and courage, then it's like, you see the world differently. And We can move into that if you want to, because I I think as female officers, there's a lot of courage, but there's a lot of vulnerability too that goes along with that. So much. So let's talk about it. Okay.
0: Dive Uh, on in. What do you think? (laughs) So
1: a big part of what I always when I talk to female officers is that they are different than male officers they are swimming upstream in a culture that has been male dominated for what a century um and the female officers still today have to figure out how do i fit in because mm-hmm. we want to fit in so badly but you're also not designed the same way you're not built the same way physically you're not built the same way mentally to be able to do things um hypervigilance looks different because many times as females we don't get to just have a singular role when we look at um how our culture is set up and we still even after all these years of of women trying to have equal rights there's still this aspect where it's a male dominated world like men get paid more than us still so we have to many times we don't just come home and sit in the lazy boy recliner. <laughs> we do other things, right? So we might make a meal. We might be taking care of people when we come home. We uh, might work as much as our spouses do, or you might work as much as your spouses do, and but somehow it's your job to get dinner together, and that's that's not the way it is everywhere, every relationship. But I think as women, uh, we tend to think. We're told and groomed when we're little to say, "Well, yeah, you could do anything you want." Oh, but by the way, you still have the those girly duties to do, right? So um, true. So true. We have different. We have different. We're different hormonally. Yeah. We we just function different. We yeah. think different. We are um, usually more empathic and more attuned to people's feelings and emotions and that plays out sometimes on the job where it's up to you oh there's a female officer hey can you go talk to them it's getting it's getting emotional can -hmm. you go talk to them i see that a lot and i hear that a lot from my female officers that i work with and talk to that it's like when those when it when those feelings come up that it's like oh can you go calm them down because you're a girl And I know I'm being a little stereotypical here, but I think that it's a common experience. Um, so you're in an industry that you have two choices and the choice is to fit in and to do what's required to quote unquote, fit in those are one of my little air quotes that people can't necessarily see, but to fit in and, or you be authentic. And that is uncomfortable and scary. And being authentic, I don't mean that uh, you don't have. We were talking before we started recording that you don't have command authority or presence or know how to use your tools that you right. have or that you're physically fit or, you know, you still got, have to do everything for your job that's required, but how do you show up as you as opposed to fitting in and being okay with uh, jokes? Or comments, or um, those types of struggles that I think female officers have to deal with. Um, I think the other side of trying to fit in can lead towards or lean towards um, overcompensation. Yes, and and so I'm going to try to do everything just like them, and when we do that, that takes us further and further from the person we want to be, which can then impact our mental health. And we start hustling as opposed to being authentic and real.
0: And it's, it's true because I would say the overcompensation thing, and I just want to, I just want to say that I don't think that anybody is wrong for this. So if, you, if you find yourself doing this, like you're not wrong. It's just, in my opinion, it's a survival mechanism, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think it's good that we're talking about it because, you know, we all know the women who are just fucking insane on the road. Like they actually, like they are, I would say a pit bull times 10. Like they are just, Mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute, you know how to talk to people, just talk to people. But because you're like, you're trying to prove yourself all the time. You're like, no, like I can fucking handle myself. I can do this. So you, you end up causing more problems than, and then you even realize, and it's just because you're trying so hard to be like, no, like prove yourself. Like I got this, like somebody finally fucking accept that, even though I'm a woman, I can still do the job just like a man. And, and I, and I do think, you know, it's such an important topic, but you know, what I love, what you just said is, and I, and I say this a lot and I just, I really want to underline this for Um, you the listener is the PD hired you when you were just you like just don't forget about that and that doesn't mean you don't go and train martial arts you guys know I'm huge on that because I want you to come home every night and it doesn't mean you don't work out right and it doesn't mean you don't shoot your fucking gun and be the best it doesn't mean like I don't think Cindy and I were I don't think you mean like don't do those things but what you like don't deviate from your own personality to go and try to be somebody who you're actually not
1: i have a great example of that and that is exactly what i'm saying right you you have to be able to train to do the job you you have to go home at night Mm -hmm. i think what here's an example that i was thinking of is that many times maybe there's comments there's boy jokes you know those kinds of things and standing up and saying Dude, that's not cool i don't want to hear that those kinds of things are are vulnerable that's scary that's risky right because that risks fitting in and how am i going to be seen and i know a lot of females that because they want to fit in they go that direction they hang out they drink they go do whatever the boys are doing to fit in and that is not always um, probably the safest thing to do but then maybe also not the most authentic like as women do you want to hear crude jokes about other women maybe you're okay with it maybe you're not but then when is what are you teaching people you know i one of the things that i i say to some of my clients is like you teach people how to treat you and so if you're teaching them that it's okay to to do and say things that it's not actually okay to do to fit in you're becoming further and further away from who you want to be and that's the authentic part one of the statements that brene uses in her training that i love to figure out what i'm going to call it your hustle is is I do not want to be seen as blank, blank, and blank, so when you're thinking of how I don't want to be seen by other officers, mm-hmm. that's a good way of figuring out what's the what's the risk, what's the vulnerability hmm. um so many times you don't want to be seen as like a bitch, or I, what are some of the other things that you can think of that you don't want to be seen as
0: weak, incompetent, weak. sure.
1: Uh, yeah, incompetent, weak,
0: unable um, to handle our, our calls. Like that's huge. Like you've you gotta be able to handle your shit because mm-hmm. if you can't, you are, you know, you're just you're just another problem. Oh, we gotta go fucking babysit Clifford. I'm gonna go fucking babysitter. And everybody knows, everybody knows that is, you know, talked about that is common, you know, and and when women are getting hired you know, that is a conversation issue, you know, and, and fuck, I used to ask it too. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is not, I, I asked it too. Like, all right, am I going to have to babysit her or is she squared away? Can she handle her fucking shit or not? Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. and because it's in that it should be asked in it, you know, to be, and to be fair, I would ask it about guys too, but it is more asked about women. You know what I'm saying? Like, can, can she, can she fucking handle the job?
1: Yeah. And I think you're exactly right that some of these same questions of like, can they handle it applies to men, Absolutely. Call them boys, men too, in the sense of like, I mean, my husband would be like, oh my gosh, I, I can't trust that I'm to go on, to go clear a building with that guy.
0: Exactly. Like
1: I, I don't want to go in like, just sit in your car mm-hmm. because I don't want to go clear a building with you because I'm going to have to worry about what you're doing. So right. I know that is, not gender specific but i think female gets it more but you brought you brought up a really good point like can i don't want to be seen as weak or that i can't handle my job and so there's usually um a hustle to be seen differently so i'm going to run drills until i'm perfect and normally that's what it is it's perfection so i'm going to be more and more perfect and there's a difference between striving for excellence like hey what can I learn from that how can I do better next time as opposed to perfection and perfection many times it's like okay well that it wasn't perfect so I suck and that's the difference between striving for excellence and perfection perfection is okay you know what that was pretty good you know high five me I am you know 8.5 out of 10 what can I do to tweak that what can I do to improve perfection once again is like, that was horrible. It wasn't perfect. Um, and, and shaming yourself for it. Um, so that's one aspect. Another aspect, I know women, many times we become more emotional and so we might become more hard. I was recently doing a dispatch class and, uh, commonly dispatchers are women, they're first responders, but female first responders, oh, I have another story too, female mm-hmm. first responders. Um, and and she was in there, a lady was in there and she said, well, wh- is there something wrong with me if I don't feel? And I, and I said, yes, yes, you you have numbed everything and that's your body's way of handling it. But many times women are overcompensating because, well, we don't wanna be seen as weak and feelings can make us weak. And so when we emote, it's ridiculous, right? That Men get sad. angry, women cry commonly. Yeah. That's that's just the way it works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if women get angry, then they're seen in a negative light. Many I know, times. we're a bitch. Right. And so you're stuck because it's like, well, I can't get totally pissed off because I'm a bitch, but I don't want to cry. One of the things that used to bug me about myself is i would get so mad that i'd have these tears coming down my eyes and i'd be like damn it i want i don't want to be seen this way right Right. and so trying to figure out how to do that myself um i was training in oklahoma city and there is a uh a female cop that had a shooting incident and she was talking about how after the shooting incident it was horrible because she was thinking oh now because i'm a female And I got involved in an incident I'm going to be seen as less than Um, I'm actually going to have her on my podcast in the next couple of months. Um, I've been talking to her about that. And so she'll share her story, but her story kind of comes around to figuring out, you know what, screw them. I did the best I can. And it was really trying to figure out in her mindset, like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna be able to do everything that they're able to do. I'm going to be a female. I'm going to be perceived differently. I'm not going to, I'm smaller than them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so her working on accepting the differences that she has, accepting herself, but then also looking at, that might be true, but where are my strengths? Mm. So those vulnerabilities, so there's uh, perfection, numbing, so gonna numb everything, numb emotionally, that could be um with substances, it could be with exercise, it could be with you know Netflix, whatever, but just numbing um feeling that's like feeling flat mm-hmm. and you'll see that like I can't even cry mm-hmm. um or I can't feel joy even, which moves into foreboding joy. so foreboding joy is the idea of. Um, I can't get excited about anything because there's going, going to be pending doom and all officers do that. I think females have um, some differences here because we have so many different roles that we take on, you know, many female officers are also mothers. Yep. And so because of that, then it's like, well, you want to be able to enjoy your children. And so trying to figure out, okay, how do I be happy with them? And not let that break bleed over into the job. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'll I'll pause there for a minute.
0: I feel like I was talking a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. It's so good. I'm no, I'm I always get captivated <laughs> by what you say because it's true. And like, you know, and I like how you break it down. And it, and we talk about the vulnerability aspect, right? Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: we we don't it, it is a fucking struggle, Sin. It's a struggle. And I gotta be honest with you, I think that it is a constant trying to find the balance i do not think anybody has it figured out myself included and i think that it is it is a constant thing and here's the other thing i just want to say i don't think that there's a right or a wrong like i want to say like there's not one way right so it's not like so we talk about things and i give a lot of tips on like command presence and and mindset and all of these things but what i want to say too is like It for you and for me might be two different ways of how we handle this whole vulnerability fitting in thing. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is that I just want to say, and I know you'll agree with me, is it has to feel good in your heart. And and that is different for everybody. But you know, because there are some women who will not fucking even entertain, like being with the guys and like listening to them talk shit. There's some of us that will handle it a little bit. There's some of us who don't give a fuck and we're actually worse than the guys, and it's fine. Like, right, if it whatever is for you. I just want to say that. Like whatever works for you, but but like in like you said, Cindy, like you've got to be authentic to who you are. So if if it's actually fucking killing you to like sit there and listen to that, hey, guess what? You just either oh, got to go, got to call. All right, I'm going to go run traffic or, you know, you fucking you leave you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or you know and i've said this too before many times i had a situation where and, and this is the difference for me autumn's boundary is this you could say pretty much whatever you want to say but and i'll whatever uh, you know sometimes i listen. a lot of times it's not active listening i'm just like mm-hmm, like whatever but when you start fucking disrespecting me like and start actually saying derogatory, negative, sexual, harassing things to me, you and I have a fucking problem. And that is where I really draw the line. Okay. And, um, and that I have had to do that many times. And that's disgusting. I mean, it's disgusting. The shit that you, you wouldn't even believe the shit that was said to me and I over and over and over again. And I'm like, I have to put up with it. I'm not putting up. I don't give a flying fuck. You know, like I am not dealing with this and I would have to pull officers aside. One one time I had to pull a sergeant aside, two times I had to pull a sergeant aside and be like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you talking to me like that? Like, yes. I don't, I don't care who you are. Right. But like you said, sin, like that was authentic for me and for every woman on here listening, it's going to be different. Like your boundary is going to be different.
1: Yes. And I, I love that you were also talking about that boundaries don't have to be confrontational. Mm. You know, boundaries don't many times, people don't understand that boundaries aren't like, Hey, you need to blah, 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 blah. That's not really a boundary. Mm -hmm. A boundary is about what we are going to do. And so if, if part of what we are going to do is get up and leave the room when something that we consider disrespectful happens then we just get up and leave the room people get the message you know and they might even point it out they might even say oh what we're talking about this now you gotta leave right they might they'll get the message they'll understand it doesn't have to be confrontational whereas like you don't get to talk to me that way which is not always the best way to handle it but there if it does become Something that is really uncomfortable, then yes, there's a process to do that, and talking to the individual is the best way to do that. Like, hey, that's that's not cool, right. and I don't appreciate it, and I respect you, and so I hope you can respect me too. You know, having a different way of saying that. Um, you always call me the Brene Brown, so I'm pulling out all the Brene stuff for you. Um, she has a, She has a concept called living big, and living big is boundaries, integrity, and in gener- and generous explanation. So in order for us to be able to set those boundaries, we have to figure out where's our grounding point. How do we want to be seen that integrity aspect? I always think of integrity as doing the right thing only even when it's difficult. So integrity, how do we wanna show up? Who's the person that we want to be? What are our values that go along with this? Um, So really understanding who we are at our core. Mm. And then the third part of that is generous explanation. Mm. So a generous explanation, and this I think is really hard in first responder law enforcement world, because um, we have such a negative mindset anyway, because we're a little, we're all a little jaded. Um, And so because of that, sometimes that generous explanation is difficult, right? So you see something going on and you're like oh yeah and you think something negative a generous what a generous explanation allows you to do is to not hold on to whatever's happened um it's not about forgiving them it's not about um like just letting it go and making it okay, if that makes sense. Sometimes when I talk about generous explanation, people are like, so you just let them get away with it. I'm like, no, that is the exact opposite of what we want to do. The generous explanation is they don't understand. They don't they don't know where my boundaries are. They, um, you know, they're trying they're too worried about fitting in that they're not that they're saying whatever they're saying. Right. but then the boundary is you deciding how are you going to handle it mm. so i'm trying to think of a good example of how this might be and it might be more like um uh you know i i hate to just stay on the sexual comments because i think there's a lot of other aspects to this real where nice. um you know if it's i can i can give them a generous explanation because you know what they're I hate to say boys or boys. They're they're that's the way because they're connecting, so they're connecting through that. It's their way of making like like being lighthearted. hearted. We just got off of a call. That kind of humor is understandable because they've got to get their mind off of something. So that's a generous explanation. Um, and then deciding what's good for you. Am I good staying here? Is this something that I want to be a part of or not be a part of? And then the boundary, like you said, was getting up. Oh, I got someplace to be. I'll see. I'm going to go run traffic. See you later. That's the boundary. So you walked through that process just by, just by sharing that example. And so living big also works in your relationships. We haven't talked about relationships much, but living big also works in your relationships. Many times there might be eggshells in relationships where you're scared to bring something up. Um, We, don't get to see each other for periods of time many times as couples and so you try to make the most out of the relationship the time you have together wow. and many times we don't talk about hard stuff um so we might like tiptoe and walk around on eggshells because we're trying to avoid that thing that we're afraid is going to set the other partner off mm-hmm. and so living big i think is a great way of handling that like i can provide the generous explanation they had a hard day they're not understanding where I'm coming from, um, you know, uh, so one of the aspects that I think of with law enforcement versus couples that, you know, where one partner's an officer and one partner's not. So a female, especially like you may see bad shit, right? You might be on a domestic violence call or a call with a kid. Those are always the ones that really are common that impact, right? And you have to go home and you're expected to show up in a way as a wife, as a parent, because those expectations are there. And so then your partner might be like, what the heck? I just want some loving. And you're like, I don't feel like giving you any loving right now because I'm still swimming in what I dealt with. So the generous explanation is, you know, that person, your partner doesn't get it. right? When you come home, they don't understand what you've been through that. It's not that they're demanding. It's just that they don't get it or they don't understand. Right. And so then the integrity might be, I'm, I'm not going to go off on them. I want to be a loving partner. And so then the boundary is, you know what, I'm, I'm going to need some time to decompress Mm -hmm. before, before you want to be all lovey-dovey with me, because many times like, you come home and there's like a, you know, like, let me love on you. I haven't seen you all day. And you're like, get off, get off. Right. Um, or kids even like they want to jump on and, and be loved on. And it's just hard. hard. So setting up those boundaries in your relationships is really important because then you get to take care of you And then also um, integrate back into the family, however that is, or with your partner or spouse.
0: And I love that we're like, we're talking about relationships because one of the biggest, one of the biggest, I don't know, one of the biggest things that women come to me about and they talk to me about is they're like, Hey, listen, let's talk about relationships because it's different. It's, it's a Mm -hmm. hard, it is hard for a woman who has to go out got to be the type A, got to be the alpha, got to be like what we were just talking about, right? Like we've got to fit in, we've got to handle the calls, we've got to train, train, train and we have got to be the girl, the woman who can handle her shit. Like you you have to be that. So we talk about like what we talked about earlier, even just kind of a little overcompensating, like going being a little extra and until you start feeling really good about yourself, you're going to you're going to do the extra, you're going to be mm-hmm. extra because you you want to You know fit in you want yeah you want to be seen as somebody that can be trusted that's it exactly and so that bleeds into our relationships exactly like what you just said right like that is one example there are many and 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 i just want to say this even though you may be a woman a police officer who is married to a police officer they still don't fully get it and you know they don't and you know my husband and i we have had that conversation over and over and over again and there's sometimes where he's like you just don't get it and i'm like okay you're right i don't like and i think the biggest thing i i want to say and then i want to hear everything you have to say sin but and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do like an autumn soapbox about this eventually but like what i want to say now is this is we don't always understand each other even though we're both cops and like get that through your head and and i'm gonna say this I didn't, I didn't understand that a couple of years ago. I'm like, no, we get it. <laughs> like I get everything you're going through because I'm a cop, but like, no, we couldn't possibly understand what, you know, we don't walk in each other's shoes. We couldn't possibly understand. And so I just want to say that to the woman who's listening too, because you know, your partner may is not going to understand you and you're also not going to understand them. And so that's where we talked to Cindy, Cindy, what do we do? <laughs>
1: And, and you hit all the great things there in the sense of like, we don't always understand each other's perspective. We're two individuals with different journeys in life, right? So my journey that I walked before I met my husband and his journey that he walked, like we're all impacted by our journeys. If if you think that you walk through life and you're not formed and shaped by your journey and your scars, you are, you are blind and I'm gonna tell you otherwise. Um, and so we get triggered differently. We think differently, we perceive things differently. And so our, we could go through, it's like an accident, right? So there's an accident and there's like three people watching and they're gonna tell you different stories. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. There's, there is some understanding as far as like, I, I know what it's like to be on a call because that's something that I don't have with my husband. I can, only, I can only kind of imagine. I mean, I listen to stories because I work with first responders in my office. I listen to stories in my office and I hear the story. Uh, it's secondary, it's not primary and on the scene. So there is some commonality, but the general idea of like, oh, you get it, you know where I am is not a part of it. And it's important for us to have spaces safe spaces to open up and talk about it and for that armor that emotional armor that we wear i mean you wear armor all day as far as physical armor you also put on emotional armor all day at work Mm -hmm. and so to be able to take off you know that vest as well as the emotional armor is important in your relationships. it And that has to be on both sides that we need to be friends first and listen to each other's stories and have empathy. Empathy's hard because as an officer, you're not, I mean, I wouldn't want you to go around with empathy all the time, like feeling all the things all the time. No, that's not healthy. Your brain would, you would not make it nobody would make it and so to be able to figure out to dig in to figure out how do i connect and how do i find the feeling that goes along with this person's experience i always tell people listen for content listen for feeling um and just express that can help somebody feel seen but you need that as well you need to be seen as you not officer autumn right or clifford um Mm -hmm. you know that's that's what's important is that you're seen as a person Mm -hmm. um and i think that those roles and you know i it's the joke about the last names like everybody calls each other by their last names i don't know people's first names i know all their last names yeah um but it's you know who calls you autumn Mm
0: -hmm. who
1: calls you know who calls my husband bobby right you know you know those kinds of things and being seen as that person and not just that role. Um, it's it's hard to take off that emotional armor because yes. it's what keeps you safe on the job, mm-hmm. and it's also what drives a wedge in relationships. Mm. Um, when you also when you have two uh, first responders, because I I've had I've had female cops that are married to firefighters before. Yes. A little bit different, you know, a little bit different. Firefighters seem to talk a whole lot more because yeah. <laughs> they're they're at the station and they blah, blah 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 um so uh they're a little different but um many times you have two alphas that are married to each other and so what's that role is there a conflict in who's in control
0: yeah
1: is there is there a discussion about hey this is making me feel uncomfortable or is it just a demand for control and many times when i'm working with Course i get the problem people in my office when i'm dealing with a dual law enforcement couple <clears throat> that spillover that happens is that like like you're saying that uh that alpha that command that comes home and doesn't get taken off and many times it's directed towards the spouse as well um, i think also i keep saying also um i think there's another aspect here of women that as women many we were expected to be soft
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to be that place of nurturing and comfort still yeah. yeah so depending upon when you met your spouse they may know you differently yeah and then as you've gone along in your career it's like gosh you're not as soft and nurturing as you used to be but somehow we're supposed to show up in that role and that's hard you mentioned balance a minute a minute a minute ago several minutes ago I don't, I don't think there's anything, there's no such thing as balance in my world. It's just a matter of what, how do I turn it up or down, yes. like a volume control. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'm going to be able to be nurturing and sometimes I just don't have it in me. Yeah. And communicating that is what's really important. Like, hey, this isn't that I w- don't want to be with you. It's that I have to take care of me before I can take care of you.
0: I want to just really no. say that because I'm going to say something. Like I, you're Italian, like I'm Italian, and I, I grew Actually, up. Actually, I'm
1: not Italian. I'm your Irish.
0: Husband, you're Irish. But your no, husband, your husband's I'll not t- Italian. I'll tell you about that in a second. Yeah, go ahead. And oh, okay, and I'll okay. tell you. This. Okay. Well, I'm Italian, so I grew up in a household where there was no communicate. My whole family, there's no communication. There's just fucking yelling. And so when I got with my husband, now my husband, he comes from a family who has his far better communication skills than I I grew up with. And he actually taught me how to communicate. Right. But like, we had a lot of problems in the beginning of our relationship, the first several years, because I, there, I couldn't communicate like, and I couldn't say how I was feeling. And, and then, so then I'd volcano and rah, and then, and then he, you know, he'd be like, okay, so now let's fucking talk because this was uncalled for. I have no idea what's going on. This, you're freaking out, and it's not even what you're freaking out about doesn't actually make sense. So there's something underneath that you're actually freaking out about. Like, let's talk about that. Right. And so I just want to reiterate how important learning how to communicate is in and communicating effectively, you know?
1: Yeah. The simplest way to do that is to state how you're feeling and what you need. And I understand that feelings are a different vocabulary, but it doesn't have to be like, I'm feeling. Uh, distracted or I'm feeling like it doesn't have to be a feeling it can just be a matter of like I'm feeling like I'm going to crawl out of my skin and I need to just go take uh 5 10 15 minutes to decompress right it doesn't have to be a matter of like finding a feeling word it can be describing what you're feeling inside um I'm going through hormonal stuff right now and uh, my husband will come up and he'll be like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm like, I, "I feel like there is a alien trying to get out of my body, and it wants to jump out and strangle you because I am so pissed off right now, and I have no reason to be pissed off." And he'll just be like, "Uh, okay, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and so, so it doesn't have to be a matter of like finding a feeling word. You can just describe it. So, how are you feeling? What do you need? And I would say. Stating what you need is sometimes really difficult mm-hmm. because I think women do it better. But many times as first responders, what we're used to and as, as officers, you take care of everybody else's needs. So you figuring out what do I need is sometimes hard. And sometimes you could just say, I'm not sure what I need right now. I just need to be, I just need to yeah. sit. I need to figure out what I need.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's, that's what's really important.
0: So good. That was so good. That was really good. Simple
1: yeah and by the way my my so my husband owned an my husband in it his family owned an italian restaurant growing
0: oh. up oh
1: but doyle irish so his family is irish but that's the whole story anyway i want to throw that out since we brought it up well
0: because you're always eating italian and making yeah italian. we love italy <laughs> uh, okay well okay sorry i thought i totally thought that you were wow. <laughs> Fine. but anyways that's that's really good advice on the communication part send where where can people find your book let's talk about it
1: um so my book's available on any online retailer so barnes and noble amazon amazon seems to always have it on sale so that's always a good thing like <laughs> um so you can find it there um you can also i also have a 70 page workbook that goes along with it and it's free if you go to holdthelinebook.com uh you can download that for free i keep threatening to charge for it but I haven't figured out how to turn it into a print book yet, so keep downloading it for free right now. Uh, but it's a workbook, and it goes through to look at where you are currently, and then course direct. Uh, one of the activities I have in there is a compass. You know, we talk about moral compasses a lot um, as law enforcement, and where's your moral compass staying on the on the right side of the thin blue line? Um, but then I think it's really important to figure out what kind of compass do you want to have? I have a relationship compass in there, but you can do it personally too. Um, So determining what your, your values and your goals are, and then how do you demonstrate those through your behaviors and your beliefs? Mm. Um, And I think that applies to work. I think that applies to home and your personal life. So there's all kinds of information in there, some like journal pages. So I think it's a really good workbook. So download it
0: download it (laughs) pitches yeah totally i love that um go there also go
1: ahead uh, my my podcast is code for couples so yes um i talk a lot about mental health issues relationship issues and how to um how to improve those uh so that's my my mission is similar to yours
0: Well, similar but you're like far more I'm educated, qualified edumicated. about the relationship. I'm just focused more. Yeah, I, I've transitioned focus really on the female cop thing because we need we need representation to be honest. And you know, I've been coaching guys, male and women, for eight years. Um, mm-hmm. and and I and there's nothing wrong with me. I love men. You know, I still have clients who work with me one on one that are guys. Like, don't get it twisted. It's just that there's no representation. There, I have not found one person who's out there like, hey. I'm a female cop, let me help other female cops. I see a lot of great TikTok and Instagram, like influencers that are female, beautiful, mm. hardworking, training, all these things, but they're not like, hey, let me help. So I'm like, I've just took it upon myself to be like, you know what, let me help you out because I wish- Let me somebody, help you be successful, right? That's it. And I wish somebody would have said this shit to me at some point in my career. So <laughs> that's why I'm here, but- Cindy, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I just love you. I love everything that you do. And I, you know, it's just, I want everybody to go and listen to your podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts because it's not bullshit. It's not, it's not just like a bubble gum for your mind. It's like actual, <laughs> like it's actual um shit that's going to change your life. So we appreciate you, Cindy.
1: I appreciate you. Thanks for, thanks for have given me the opportunity to come on and talk to everybody.
0: Anytime, you know that. All right, Sheepdog Nation, we'll see you next time.